Hello, and welcome to today's episode of What's Wellness. I'm your host, Alia from Alia Yoga, and this podcast is all about the universal and individual principles of wellness, as well as an inquiry into what wellness is for people across cultures, lifestyles, and practices. I believe that wellness correlates to many aspects of our lives, including wellness in relationships to one another, to ourselves, and to the planet, physical, energetic, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. We focus also on wellness as it pertains to balance in business and our resources. And of course, since I'm a full-time yoga instructor, I infuse a lot of philosophy and yoga-related conversations that revolve around wellness as well. I love bringing guests on the show to share their personal wellness journey or to give you information about how you can incorporate wellness-based practices into your daily life. Today, I have a wonderful guest on the show, Mackenzie, who is passionate about ways to incorporate non-toxic products into your household and lifestyle. She is a podcaster as well, the host of the Enlighten Me podcast. And when we first got in touch, I felt a connection to her vibe. She's someone who, like me, cares about making a difference in people's lives and for the planet. Before I bring Mackenzie on, I first want to share with you the warm words of the week where I'll choose a review from the iTunes podcast app and read it on the air. I'm going to continue donating money on your behalf to Rob Machado Foundation for reviews as well. So thanks in advance and keep them coming. After the warm words of the week, I'll take a quick break and come back with the conversation portion of today's episode. Today's warm words come from Bos. 003, Bos V003. Hope I said that right. This podcast does an amazing job of bringing to light yoga concepts and practices on and off the mat. From giving advice on how to care for our planet to bringing down yoga jargon, these ladies cover all the good stuff. It's so nice to have a podcast that makes me feel good inside and out after I've listened. Thank you and keep the podcast coming. Thank you so much for those beautiful, warm words. I so appreciate it and I'm feeling your love. Thank you all for being here today and I hope you'll stay tuned. I'll be right back with the conversation portion of today's episode. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. I'm so excited for today's interview with Mackenzie from the Enlighten Me podcast. Mackenzie, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So I met Mackenzie through the podcast community and have gotten to know her a little bit through Instagram, and she had me on her podcast the Enlighten Me podcast. And I want to hand it right over to you. Give our listeners an introduction and tell us who you are. Absolutely. Well, like you said, my name is Mackenzie. I am 28 years old and I currently live in Charleston, South Carolina. I am actually originally from the West Coast. I'm from the Seattle area. 
and I've lived a few different places, but I'm over here on the East Coast now, and I'm married. I have a one-year-old son and a dog. I work in, I actually work in education currently. I work for a university here. I have a master's in education, but I actually recently resigned, so I'll have my last day coming up here soon, um, just so that I can focus more on my family and on podcasting. So I'm really excited about that. And my podcast uh, has a similar focus to yours. I really am passionate about just kind of talking about all things wellness like you are in conscious living. And so my podcast is focused on very broadly, I would say environmental issues and social justice issues. And we talk about everything, you know, from ocean conservation, which is what you talked about when you were on my show, to racial discrimination, to vegan eating, and just kind of everything in between that you could imagine. Uh, But it's all about just educating people and giving them new perspectives on things and trying to help people live a little better. So awesome. So you're here today to tell listeners about some non-toxic body and home care for Mm -hmm. us and for the planet. And I'm really interested to hear what you have to share and and some tips and suggestions that we can start implementing right away. How'd you get interested in non-toxic body and home care? Yeah, that's a great question. I have always been like a quote unquote natural person. Like I was always the type of person where I would buy if something said organic, I was like, well, that's got to be better. I'll get that. Or, you know, natural ingredients. I just kind of bought into what a lot of people refer to as greenwashing now. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, that's just kind of who I am, maybe where, because of where I was raised and just who my parents are, I guess. I've always tried to be on the more natural side of things. And so, you know, the term non toxic, I definitely heard that and always thought that sounded great, but I didn't really know what it actually meant. And I really became more interested in, interested in it a few years ago. After I heard, uh, I don't know if you've heard, have you heard of Jenna Kutcher's podcast? It's called the Gold Digger Podcast. Yeah, I have. She's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. And so her podcast is really more focused on kind of helping people in business and succeed on social media and that kind of thing. But she is also open with some episodes just kind of about her personal life. And uh, she has had two miscarriages. And now she has a child, but she had two miscarriages. And so she did an episode about that and kind of how she moved forward from that and some changes that she made. And I listened to that episode and I thought it was so interesting. Um, One thing she talked about was cutting out toxins in her skincare routine. And I was like, you know... I really don't know entirely what that means. And so I started looking into it kind of after she shared about it. And, you know, that's kind of kind of how I try to live my life now is toxin-free. Beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So this podcast is called What's Wellness. And, of course, having non-toxic home and body care is a way to implement more wellness into your daily life and your routine. What have you found are some of the benefits from using non-toxic body and home products? That's a really good question. I think, you know, for me, I would say that wellness is threefold. Like I believe it's mind, body, and spirit. So obviously the physical part of that is a really big part like, you know, when it comes to working out and making sure you're putting good food in your body and everything. 
And I think that translates to how the products that we're using on our body and in our homes and things that we're breathing into. And so that's part of wellness for me because it's not, it's not just, you know, what we eat and how we work out. It's kind of everything we're breathing in and just the whole environment we're creating. Um, And I think that also relates to our mind and our spirit too, is just to know that we're caring for our bodies so well and we don't have to be worried about you know, that candle that we're lighting to set the right mood to, you know, have some spiritual time is also toxic. And we're breathing in really harmful fragrances as we light that candle like that. You know, it's all it all kind of goes together in that sense. Absolutely. And there could be things that we're doing or products that we're using that we don't even think about as having mm-hmm. negative impact or creating a toxic environment. And the more education right. and awareness that we have, the more that we can be mindful in our choices and, and aware of mm-hmm. what's happening around us. So mm-hmm. let's jump into some of your tips and suggestions. What do you do and what do you use and how can we start doing some of these practices right away? Okay, so like I said, I kind of became interested in this uh, after hearing that podcast episode and just doing more research, finding out how a lot of toxins can mess with our hormones. And one big example of that would be like the birth control pill. So these toxins can be everywhere. They're, you know, in the air that we breathe because of car exhaust and cigarette smoke. And they're in, you know, medicines that we use and cleaning products that we use and skincare and makeup products. So this isn't just for you know, females or anything that use like beauty products. It's for everybody that breathes air and, you know, cleans their home. Yeah. Um, I think the piece about hormones is so interesting just as, you know, things like infertility and cancer, we see those on the rise so much. That's why I feel like it's really important. But as far as tips that I have for people, um, I recently did a podcast episode actually about non-toxic living from some people that have taught me a lot and their names are Sandy and Callie and they run a business called No Tox Life. And I found them through Instagram and they have a lot of awesome home and skincare products that are completely clean and just really products that I trust. And so that's one thing that I would really recommend to people is to find stores and brands that you trust. So for me, that's No Tox Life. They have skincare like I said they have I get my deodorant from them they have shampoo and conditioner bars they have dish soap so I get a lot of stuff through them and and that's one really good thing is to find just a brand or a a shop maybe a shop that's local to you or an online shop where you just know that you can trust them and so that can save you a lot of time from having to do tons and tons of research Mm -hmm. and and you can always look for certain terms, you know, like if it's cruelty-free or vegan or a certified B corporation, obviously non-toxic is a big one. But with that too, I would say you have to be kind of careful and you do have to do some element of research. So just getting familiar with reading labels. Um, One thing that Sandy and Callie taught me is that organic when it's on skincare products literally means nothing. And I don't know if you knew this, but my mind was blown when they shared that with me. So at least in the US, I don't know if you have listeners in other countries too, but as far as the US goes, 
they the FDA only regulates the term organic when it's on things that we are consuming. Mm. So uh or or things that are, you know, growing out of the ground. So like organic potting soil or, you know, an organic plant that would count too. If you're getting organic mascara that that just isn't that's not a real thing organic means nothing so anybody could put that on their mascara and it's not regulated at all so yeah just doing research like that to know you know because like I said I totally would buy into that if I saw something that was like well this one's organic and this one's not so I better get the organic one that doesn't always mean anything and so Callie uh told me basically just to ignore whatever's on the front of a package. Just don't even buy into that. Look at the back of the package mm-hmm. and get familiar with reading labels. And I know one example that I had was with my mom recently. Um, she was buying this liquid coconut oil that was advertised as being for specifically for a lotion type of coconut oil Mm -hmm. and it was in liquid form and she was asking me hey do you know where I can find more of this um and I was like what like why why is it liquid because anybody that uses coconut oil knows that at room temperature coconut oil is in solid form right and so I was like let's let's look at the ingredients. And we looked at the ingredients and all it said was like organic coconut oil on the front, but on the back, it had like 20 ingredients. And I was like, mom, you realize you could just buy a jar of coconut oil, right? And use that as lotion. <laughs> and so I think just getting getting familiar with the labels and, and that's not to say that all those ingredients were toxic or anything, but you know, I think the simpler, the better, in my opinion. And, um, you know, obviously in certain products like toothpaste or whatever, there's going to be more ingredients than one. You can't just have straight up baking soda. I mean, maybe you could, but <laughs> most people aren't going to want that. Um, and so, so Sandy and Callie gave me some really great links that I can share with you if you want to share them with your listeners. But yeah, I think just doing a little bit of research, making sure you know what's going into your products and knowing for you, like, like some people know, okay, I can't buy deodorant with aluminum. That's, that's been my husband his whole life because he has an allergic reaction to it. But there are a lot of other ingredients that we don't really know what they do to our body. So maybe just looking those up, like, okay, what are some of these ingredients? What do they mean? Um, For example, sunscreen, one of the big ones is oxybenzone. And that's been proven to be really, really harmful to people. They think it messes with our hormones and also to the ocean. It's actually Mm -hmm. been outlawed in states like Florida and Hawaii. And it just because of the harm it can cause to the coral reefs. And so just looking up some of those really common ingredients so that you know what to avoid and and what works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are uh, a couple tips, but I know research is not always easy. So just on the practical end, I think some really good tips uh, would be one is solids versus liquids. And this is, again, something that Sandy and Callie taught me about with their business. Um, And it's really something I'd never thought about. But as far as, you know, especially when it comes to skincare products, you, if you can buy them in solid form instead of liquid form, it's much, much, much better. So that would be like a lotion bar instead of a bottle of lotion or a shampoo and conditioner bar. Or, you know, in home care, that would be like block blocks of dish soap instead of a bottle of dish soap or laundry powder detergent instead of the liquid detergent. 
And the reason why is because liquids, obviously to stay in liquid form and to be safe on the shelf for months and months and months, or sometimes years, as long as we keep these products, they have to have preservatives in them. Because obviously anybody knows, like if you were to make a liquid yourself, like in your kitchen, if you're to make something that's liquid form, you have to keep it in the refrigerator so it doesn't get moldy. And it will only keep even then for like a week in the refrigerator. So when these companies make these liquid products that are using quote unquote natural ingredients and we're not refrigerating them and we're keeping them on our bathroom shelves or whatever, our pantry shelves for months or even years sometimes, they obviously have to have something in them to kill the mold. And so again, that's not, not to say that like if anything ever uses a preservative, it's terrible. But, you know, a lot of people have raised questions about the preservatives that are in our food and in our products and just what kind of effect are they having on us. And so, again, that's why I say it's just all about going back to the basics, back to as simple ingredients as we can find. And, you know, maybe you find a lotion and it says store me in the refrigerator. And that's great. I would say that's probably better than finding a lotion that needs a bunch of preservatives that you can keep it on your counter. Um, But that's also a reason why sometimes just using solid products is going to be safer and simpler than liquid products whenever you can. That's such a great tip. I love that. I actually never thought of solid bar of lotion. Uh, I imagine that's a really cool product and it's going to be better for the environment too because it's not in a plastic container. Exactly. And and that's really the other big thing is that there's less packaging. And that, I think that's kind of why that whole movement got started where everybody was like, shampoo bars are the way to go instead of a bottle of shampoo. Yeah. But it's really not just about the plastic because, I mean, that's definitely a huge part of it, way less packaging, which is awesome. But also even the transportation, like if you think about, okay, you know, we're mass producing all this shampoo and we're going to ship it to this other state Well, if it's in a bottle, I mean, half of it, at least half of it is water. And so it's just not even very environmentally responsible to ship all the shampoo when you could fit like twice the amount by just taking out water. And so like when you buy a bottle of, you know, liquid laundry detergent or a bottle of lotion or a bottle of shampoo, all you're buying is a diluted product when you could dilute it yourself at home by just buying the solid form. Of Brilliant. Yes. So, yeah, that's just a really practical one. So I'm like, okay, where can I cut out liquid products? Like that's my my new goal. I would also say just kind of reducing your consumption in general of products. Like, you know, if you think about maybe your typical home cleaning routine or your skincare routine, where could you just simplify it? Like, you know, do you need makeup remover or like, could you just use coconut oil and a washcloth to take off your makeup? Or do you need multiple types of lotions? Like, oh, this lotion is for my face. This one's for my hands. This one's for the rest of my body. Or like, could one, you know, lotion bar work for all of that? Or household cleaners, like do you do you need a different spray for your windows and your mirrors and your toilets and your countertops? For me, I use vinegar for all of those things, vinegar and water. And that's it's so easy just to do that because vinegar is a natural disinfectant. And you know, it doesn't have to be something you make at home, but there are plenty of companies out there that make, you know, natural cleaning products that are for multi-surfaces. Um, so so those are just a few examples you know, even like your oral care routine, like, can you simplify that in any way? Like, do you need 
you know, mouthwash on top of your toothpaste or, Mm -hmm. you know, just different things, thinking about where you can cut back. And really, it's going to save you money. It's going to save plastic and packaging. And it's just going to make things a little easier. And that's that's one thing that I've found, like, I'll be trying to find, okay, is there a way to buy, like, a safe, clean, plastic-free, cruelty-free product of this? And it's like, I can't find it anywhere. And I'm like, okay, do I even really need this? Because this is just getting too complicated. <laughs> and sometimes I don't even need the product. I'm like, I could just probably cut this out of my life in general. Yeah. So, so maybe just thinking about areas where you could cut back on your consumption in general. Simplify. Um, yeah. all It's all about simplifying and going back to the basics as much as you can. Um, so can you tell I, us the um, ratio of vinegar and water? Do you use white vinegar? And yeah. Like in a spray bottle for cleaning your countertops and mirrors? Yeah, absolutely. So I just do white vinegar and water. I do half and half. And I like like you said, I mix it in a spray bottle and I sometimes you can actually um you can ferment your vinegar if you want. So like if you have leftover like orange peels or lemon peels, you can put that in just an empty jar with vinegar and let it sit for a few weeks. So it kind of adopts that citrus smell and flavor. And so then you get like a nice lemony scent when you're cleaning, but I just do half and half with water. You can also add essential oils and there's, there's so many recipes online for that. And that would be really another tip that I have for people is just to follow different people online, especially on Instagram using hashtags like I've found so many amazing people through hashtags or and so many different ideas. Like I have a ton of saved posts of like different DIY recipes to try for cleaning products or, you know, for dust wipes or whatever it is. And it's funny because I feel like so many people are like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to make my own. That sounds so complicated. And I completely agree on a lot of instances like, you know, making your own laundry detergent. I've heard that that's really complicated and I'm not going to take a stab at that anytime soon. But a lot of the cleaning recipes are so simple, like vinegar, water, five drops of essential oils, and that's it. So it's definitely something that I think anybody could try, and you probably already have the ingredients at home. So, so yeah, just following different hashtags like non-toxic cleaning or non-toxic skincare or, you know, zero waste cleaning or zero waste living, you'll find so many DIY recipes. Great. That's awesome. Do you have two or three essential oils that you love to use either for your body or for cleaning around the kitchen or in the bathroom? Are there a couple you can recommend? Oh, yeah, for sure. So definitely, I would say my all-time favorite is Thieves. Yes, me too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, maybe you know, is that only through Young Living or do other brands carry that same oil? I'm pretty sure Young Living calls it Thieves and that other companies like doTERRA have a similar product but may use a different name. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. So I use Thieves because it's supposed to be really good for killing germs and just kind of getting the nasties out, especially like in cold and flu season, I know. And so I have Thieves oil and I have the Thieves cleaning concentrate through Young Living. Mm -hmm. Um, And that one's super awesome. I use it for cleaning my floors. I use 
thieves and water and sometimes a little bit of vinegar, but you don't even really need the vinegar because of the thieves. Mm -hmm. And then I have it in a spray bottle too. And I use it for wiping down the toilets and the counters and it just smells amazing. So I love the way it smells. Oh my gosh. It smells so good. And I even have the, I think it's vitality. It's one that you can like drink. And so if I feel a cold coming on, I put it like in my coffee in the morning. And so it's like a nutmeg nutmeggy type coffee flavor it's very strong but it's really good so that one's great I highly highly recommend thieves I would say the other two that I recommend well that's hard I might I might give four if that's okay yes (laughs) uh lemon is another great one for cleaning so simple you can add it to anything I put it I'll squirt it like in the laundry sometimes when I'm starting a load of laundry Mm -hmm. I'll put it I make my own hand soap which sounds much more fancy than it is. I just use the Dr. Bronner's concentrate. And I I actually really prefer using uh, solid form like hand soap bars, but I'm like struggling to get my husband on board. So we have one bathroom that has liquid hand soap. And so we use the <laughs> Dr. Bronner's concentrate and just mix it with water and lemon essential oil. So that one's a great, great one for cleaning. And then I the, for my skincare, I use um, tea tree oil. I use that at night. I just, that's kind of my skincare routine as I take my makeup off with coconut oil and just wash my face with a wet washcloth. And then I do a little bit of toner with witch hazel and tea tree oil. Nice. And then I also love lavender. Obviously, I think that one is one that everybody knows. Just I diffuse it in the room at night and helps you sleep and everything. And sometimes I even – I never buy perfume anymore. I just put on essential oils. So I like to put on lemon or lavender. Just I put it directly on my wrists and, like, rub them together in the morning. And a so. little goes a long way. You don't need a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yes, so true. A little goes a long way. <laughs> Awesome. I want to circle back and ask you one more question. If you have some information perhaps about the negative effects of aluminum, which is found a lot in deodorant and antiperspirants, and maybe some suggestion of what we can use instead of these harsh chemicals with aluminum in our deodorant. Yeah. So, okay. I don't know a ton on this topic and I'm not going to pretend that I you know, I'm a scientist or anything, but I will be happy to share what I do know. Um, And that is that a lot of common deodorants, they work by just clogging your sweat pores, your sweat glands. Mm -hmm. And I, I know, so just to be like totally personal and maybe TMI, but I know when I was going through puberty, like in middle school, I had a really big problem with sweating. Like I would pit out all the time. Mm -hmm. And I talked to my pediatrician about it. And they gave me this medicine. And it's one of those things where I don't know if other people have this moment where they look back at something they did. And it's like, man, if I knew then what I know now, like, I I cannot believe I did that to my body, you know. And they gave me this medicine called Drysol. And if anybody else has heard of it, they're like, you know, shivering right now because it's so awful. It's such an awful medicine. And it's crazy because my mom used the same thing when she was in middle school. So like 30 some years before they, they haven't changed this medicine. I really hope they don't do it anymore, but they probably do. But you put it, I don't even know entirely how it works. You put it on your armpits or whatever part of your body And it literally just like seals up your sweat glands and it burns. I had to put it on every night. It felt like 
someone was taking needles and stabbing me in the armpit. Girl, <laughs> no. I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I ever do get cancer, like I am first blaming the dry salt. Like that cannot be good for your body. And so I, that was really interesting to me because I, I remember my doctor saying, you know, we can use this medicine and it's going to like stop you from sweating in your armpits. But the thing about sweat is that it has to get out of your body. So if we like stop the sweating in your armpits, it's just going to come out somewhere else. Like your hands and your feet might get really sweaty, <laughs> which is so oh. gross. But <laughs> I've always thought about that because it's like, that makes sense. Like sweat is literally toxins getting out of your body. Like our bodies are meant to filtrate toxins out. Like that's what our whole like liver and like our whole inside systems are meant to do. And sweat is one way we get that out. And when we put stuff like aluminum or dry salt on our bodies, like it's just keeping the sweat in, which cannot be good for us. And no, it's, I mean, it's so gross to think about, like we need to sweat, you know? And so with natural deodorants, like I know, I don't know about all the ingredients that, all types of companies use, but I know the one that I use through No Tox Life, rather than just plugging up kind of our sweat glands, they have found a bacteria that just eats the sweat glands. So it you still sweat, but it eats the sweat. And so it stops you from smelling, if that makes sense. And that to say, it's not like I walk around sweating all day, but you just can't smell it. Like I don't notice that at all, but it's not going to plug up all your sweat glands in that unnatural way. Got it. So it, it yeah. kind of eats the bacteria that causes any odor. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I did a quick Google search on yeah. aluminum toxicity, and yeah. it's linked to Alzheimer's disease, kidney disease, and also breast cancer, which makes sense because of the lymph nodes in yeah. your underarms and so close oh to gosh, your breast yeah. tissue. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy. And, and it's something that you know, they're not, it's so hard because like cancer and so many of these diseases, they have so many causes. So they're, they're probably never going to tell us like, oh, okay. Yeah. Never use deodorant with aluminum in it because it definitely causes that. And there's not really like a way to study it even like they're not going to say like, oh, Hey, can we get a bunch of humans and just put uh, aluminum on them and see if they get cancer or not. Like that's never going to happen, you know? Right. And, and so it's just kind of like, all they're going to say is, oh, it's linked to this <laughs> and stuff like that. And so it's going to be really hard to know for sure. But you know, there's the example of baby powder. Like, I don't know if you've seen those commercials that are on TV, but think about for how many years we use baby powder on babies, let alone adults. And now mm-hmm. they find that the talc is is leading to ovarian cancer. And, you know, how many years we use that for before we found that out. And so I have to think that that's going to happen with a lot more products. And so my advice is just kind of try to get ahead of that. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. wait till they have proven it. Just let's just cut out these ingredients that we think might be bad or we know for sure are connected to negative things. And, and just try to use more natural products whenever possible. I so totally agree. And I learned a lot from this conversation. I feel like it was both educational and inspiring. So thank you for the positive message and, and the tips that you shared. Can you also share with listeners how they can find you, connect with you or reach you and also listen to your podcast? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to connect with anybody that, you know, felt like they resonated with this and wants to learn more. Um, so my podcast is, like you said, called the Enlighten Me Podcast, and it's available on the Apple Podcast platform or on Stitcher, and so you can search it there and subscribe through there. Um, also on Instagram and Facebook, I mostly Instagram is the platform I use the most, and I just really try to po- post more helpful content on there, and so my handle is The Heartfelt Hippie, and Facebook is the same thing, and my website's called heartfelthippie.com, and so I would love to connect through there, and I also just want to encourage people. I know this conversation can feel somewhat overwhelming. Like, I know when I kind of first realized this, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to like go and clean out my entire medicine cabinet and get rid of everything and throw it all away. And, you know, what do I do now? But I just want to encourage people not to feel overwhelmed in that sense. Like it's all about baby steps. And you just kind of, I would encourage you to just take it one product at a time, like use up whatever you have now. And, you know, whenever you run out of shampoo next or dish detergent next or whatever it is, try doing a little bit of research on that product and maybe finding a better alternative, but don't feel like you have to go clean out your entire house now, you know, just take those baby steps and try new products. And, you know, you might try products that you don't love and have to find a new one. I know I've had to do some trial and error, like, especially with deodorant, that's always a hard one to find a deodorant that you feel like works as well as maybe the unnatural one that you're using. But, you know, just, just take the baby steps and try things out, try new things. And another great resource um, is someone else I interviewed uh, named Stephanie, and she has a website called freethebunnies.com. And that one's all about cruelty-free products, but she also highlights um, vegan and clean skincare products. And so that's all skincare, but she does other brands too. And she literally has a whole list of brands to avoid and a whole list of brands that she is deemed like as good brands to trust. So, you know, there's, there's tons of resources out there. You don't have to be a scientist to figure out all the research yourself. Um, but there's a lot of resources. So I'll make sure to share those with people, but I, I post about brands like that. I love highlighting brands that I, I trust and think are good. So, you know, if, if people just want to follow me, I try to put that kind of stuff out there too. Yeah, that's so helpful. I have your Instagram page up right now on my computer and you have Mm -hmm. highlights with brands and and food and really interesting, great suggestions. And I also really love your bio because I resonate with exactly what you say there. You love God, love people, love the planet. And you're a podcaster trying to make a difference. So thank you so much for all that you're doing, the way that you're educating and supporting people and connecting in this way. It's really inspiring for me. And I just love all the things that you do. So thank you for having me on your show. And thank you for coming on What's Wellness. It's been an honor to have you. Oh my gosh, it was such an honor to be asked to be on the show. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing. And I just, I know that you're impacting a lot of lives. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. Awesome. And one quick question. Is there an email that people can reach you at? Oh yeah, for sure. So my email, it's pretty simple. It's Mackenzie, M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E dot heartfelthippie at gmail.com. And if anyone wants to ask questions or share information, I, you know, I, 
like I say, I'm not an expert in these topics, but I'm learning along the way. And so I just want to share what I've learned with people. And I love learning from listeners too. Like I'll have people say like, oh, hey, I actually know a lot about this topic and share new information with me. So whether it's a question you have or you want to share something you've learned, I would love to hear from you. Yay, super. And last question, because I think gratitude really plays into our wellness and well-being. What's one thing you're grateful for today? Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, this is something I actually thought of this morning. I'm getting up really early these days because, like I said, I have a one-year-old. And every time, you know, I get up, my dog gets up too. And so he always wants to go out in the morning. And I'm really, really thankful for these peaceful mornings and birds chirping in the backyard because I'm I'm sure you have nice weather where you're at too. And just the fact that summer's like almost here and the birds are out and singing and, you know, the grass is all dewy in the morning. And I just like how peaceful it is before kind of all the chaos in the world starts. So yes. that's something I'm thankful for. Love it. Thank you so much for being on What's Wellness today, Mackenzie. And I look forward to staying connected with you and seeing all that you have to offer and share both now and in the future. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was so amazing to chat with Mackenzie about non-toxic home and beauty options and how a few small changes over time lead to a big impact for your personal wellness and for the planet. I love her advice to take small steps in the right direction, that you don't have to change out everything straight out the gate. But as you use up your cleaning supplies or beauty products to replace them with more non-toxic options and brands that are conscious of what goes into their products and how those ingredients can affect health on a personal and global scale. I've linked Mackenzie's information and resources in the show notes, so be sure to check them out and get in touch with Mackenzie if you have any questions about what she spoke of on today's show. If anything resonated for you today in particular, as always, please take a screenshot and share on your social media. Tag us at What's Wellness Podcast and at Alia Yoga and tag Mackenzie at The Heartfelt Hippie as well. Check out live recorded yoga and guided meditations on my YouTube, search Alia Yoga. And if you have any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions, or a wellness-related story you'd like to share on this show, please email me, alia at aliayoga.com, spelled A-H-L-I-A. I have resources on my website for you and a place to subscribe to my weekly letter that outlines live streaming online yoga and meditation classes as well as upcoming events. Anytime I have exciting news to share, I share it with you in my letters first. I want to thank all of you for your support. It helps me very much if you subscribe to this podcast, download the episodes, and share with your family and friends. Remember, if you leave a five-star rating and review, I'll not only donate money on your behalf to Rob Machado Foundation, but I'll also be reading a review on air each episode for the Warm Words of the Week segment. One thing I'm grateful for today is the time that I've had recently to dedicate to this podcast. It's been a bright, shining light for me during the challenging time of this pandemic, and by creating this outlet and receiving your feedback and support, I have felt inspired, uplifted, and motivated to continue. So thank you. 
I'm Alia, signing off for now. A new episode comes out every week on Thursdays, so keep your eyes out for that. Sending you all waves of love and virtual hugs.